Hello, and welcome to the Storyteller's Mission with Zena Del Lowe, a podcast for artists and storytellers about changing the world for the better through story. For the last several weeks, we've been in a series talking about what makes a godly story. And I still have about two episodes to go to finish that series. But today, I'm actually going to take a little side trip because I was hired to do a rewrite for a production company that has a deal with Sony. And so I'm basically going through a script and I'm trying to fix it. Now, my turnaround time is very fast. I've only been given 10 days to turn this thing around. So because it's so fresh on my mind, what I wanted to do instead of going into the next episode in the series was just talk to you about how to reveal the noble traits of a heroic character. And the reason I'm choosing to talk about this today is because at the end of the day, all of our heroes, our main characters, ultimately are supposed to be heroic. There's something about them that's supposed to be heroic, or else they wouldn't be our heroes. They wouldn't be the main character. And so it's important that you understand how to do this. And what I'm finding in this rewrite is that my very biggest challenge is to readdress the main character because he's just not likable. He's just not sympathetic the way he is, the way that he's been characterized, the way that he's been portrayed. Now, I've got to call back to two particular episodes that you might want to listen to along with this one if you haven't already. In episode five of this podcast, I talk about how the most important thing in a hero is that they must be able to think fast under pressure because when you add pressure, it reveals what's truly on the inside. And we want to be able to see that they can improvise and that sort of thing. So I gave some tools as to how you can make that happen. And then in episode seven, I talked about five clever techniques that you can use to make your audience care. So there will be a little bit of overlap, but not much, because what I'm finding is that writers struggle with how to show certain things. So what I did was I sat down and I made a list off the top of my head. I tried to think through what sorts of things are we supposed to show and how do we do it? Not every character is gonna have all these qualities, but these are important characteristics. These are important qualities of a true heroic character. And I'm just going to fly through these. So number one, make them think under pressure. Heroes must be able to think fast under pressure. Remember, people are like grapes. When you squeeze them, you see what's on the inside. So the more pressure you put on them, the more we see what's truly inside of them, which means it's your job to put pressure on the character to keep the stakes high over the course of the telling. And then they must be able to respond to it. They must be able to improvise. They must be able to rely on their wits in order to overcome whatever the obstacle is in their way. And I address that in more depth in episode five of this podcast. The important takeaway is your ability to show us that this character is smart or that they think well under pressure or that they know how to rely on their wits. But what are some of the other qualities and what do we have to do? Well, in episode seven, I talked about five clever techniques to make your audience care. And one of the things I mentioned was that heroes must be good at something. So number two, heroes must be good at something. Now, often that's their job, but it's not necessarily their job. For example, in Magnolia, 
The cop was not a good cop. He lost his gun when he was chasing some kids. He even acknowledges at one point that he's not a good cop. But he had a genuinely caring heart for people. What he was good at was he cared about people. And that means he became the moral center of the entire film. He became the voice of God. In John Wick, he's a killing machine. He turns killing into an art form. People would talk about it being a dance. And think about any of our heroic characters, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia. They all are good at something. So you need to find what your character is good at and then find a way to show us and not tell us. That's one of the main things here. You have to show us. You can't just tell us. You can't have another character say, you know, you're really good at this, this, and this. But then you haven't shown us. We need to see the character in action. That is essential. That's how we know they're truly good at what they do. Number three, they must be able to think outside of the box. They have to be able to think beyond normal parameters. And whatever solution he comes up with should not be a solution that we would think of because they think outside the box. So the first character that comes to mind is Tommy in Peaky Blinders. He is so clever in the solutions he comes up with. I wouldn't have thought of it in a million years, but I buy it every single time. Or Chris Pine as Captain Kirk in the new Star Trek franchise. He has that whole thing in the simulator that he's able to beat because he thinks outside the box, which of course is what makes him the right guy to be the captain of the Enterprise. Number four, make them have to stuff their personal issues for the good of others or the greater good. For example, we've seen this a lot of times where there's a character who has to work with somebody they just don't like. Maybe it's an enemy or maybe it's a frenemy. But whatever the case may be, they have to stuff their personal feelings for that other character because something greater is at stake. Or Mel Gibson, he's tormented in Lethal Weapon over his wife's death. But what does he do? Well, he still has to do his job. He has to stuff his personal feelings. And then in those moments where he can't do it, that becomes part of the great inner struggle that we get to see him have. Number five, no matter how bad it gets, they do the right thing in the right way for the right reasons. So again, go back to Captain Kirk at the end of the first Star Trek movie. He gives them an opportunity to surrender. Even Spock says, Captain, I don't think I like that. And Kirk says, we have to do the right thing, Spock. But he knows the bad guys aren't going to let them rescue him. Nevertheless, he offers the assistance of the Enterprise because it's the right thing to do. Whenever they do the right thing, the key is that they can't do it for personal gain. In fact, it needs to even cost them something to do it the right way. In that moment in Star Trek, it would have cost something had the guys taken them up on that. It would have been hard, but they would have done it anyway. So no matter how bad things get, they do the right thing in the right way for the right reasons. Number six, give them something noble to believe in. Their cause must be greater than themselves. Now, I've talked about this a lot. I won't spend much time on this. The main thing is that when they have something greater to believe in, it compels them to take action. Even in the face of ridiculous odds, they'll go, oh my gosh, we're going to die. We're all going to die, but we have to do it because it creates a deep sense of personal responsibility when there is something to truly believe in. What moral values guide them? With great power comes great responsibility. They must have something noble to believe in. Number seven, 
make it cost something. For them to win, there must be a price, a personal cost to be paid. In the third installment of John Wick, he had to give up a finger. But they are willing to do the hard thing. Angelica Houston pays in blood. In Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy has to give up Angel. In Wonder Woman, Chris Pine dies. Chris Pine gives up his life to save the world. It must cost something to win. Number eight, they must have mercy and compassion. Empathy, as I've said, is the most noble character trait of all. Without it, we would never receive grace or forgiveness, all those things. So your main character, your heroic character needs to feel deeply. They need to have deep compassion for others. In Wonder Woman, what did she say? She said, they need my help. The people need my help. And she must give it because of her compassion. And even our characters that seem stoic are only stoic because they carry with them a deep reservoir of pain in that case. Like Rick Blaine in Casablanca. He's hurting and that's why he seems so stoic. But we can see that he does have mercy and compassion because of the way he helps that couple at the very beginning of the movie. I stick my neck out for nobody, and yet he does. And in John Wick, he seems stoic. He seems like he wouldn't care about anybody, and yet that's because he has a deep reservoir of pain. It's gigantic. But he shows compassion to the two guys in volume three of the installment. Remember that? He lets those two guys live because they showed him such respect. Number nine, make their mission matter. In other words, you need to up the stakes. It needs to matter to us as an audience whether or not your character wins or loses. It has to be personal. So, for example, Mr. Udall, this is his last chance in As Good As It Gets to connect with other people, or he will end up being alone and soulless forever. It's his last chance. The stakes are high. By the way, they are life or death. It's just that the death is a spiritual one rather than a physical one. And as we're ramping up to the climax, you have to make it do or die. No half measures. It's all or nothing. They either win or all is lost. The fate of everything comes down to that moment. It's got to be all that matters. Number 10. What is the one thing that all heroes must do? They must fight. They must fight which means you have to avoid self-pity at all costs. Now, that doesn't mean that they can't experience or grieve certain moments of defeat. It just means they can never give up. They must fight. And so many times I see these stories where the main characters have given up. And there's these moments of self-pity that make us hate them. But they have to be fighting. That is the one thing that all heroes must do. They must fight. Number 11, they are willing to do the hard thing, but they take no pleasure in it. So John Wick, for example, he kills, but he doesn't actually take pleasure in it. He doesn't do it because he personally enjoys it. It's just something that needs to be done. His real goal is justice. He is satisfied with justice. He has to right these wrongs. He has to make it right. So they have to be willing to do the hard thing, but they just can't take any pleasure in it. The minute they do something hard, but they enjoy it, 
it's become perverted and twisted. In Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, which I didn't like hardly at all, by the way, however, there is a great speech which talks about how the executioner must be dispassionate. The executioner must be dispassionate, otherwise it's not delivering justice. The minute he makes it personal, it isn't justice anymore, it's revenge. So it's very important that they take no pleasure in doing the hard thing. Number 12, they show true remorse when they mess up or fail, especially if others have been hurt by it. They are not blame shifters. They bear too much responsibility. They take it all upon themselves and they are heavy hearted over it. They're truly remorseful over anything that they've done wrong that caused such pain in the world. If they don't have that, they're not heroic. Number 13, let them be afraid. Whatever it is they have to face, there's nothing courageous about taking action when someone isn't afraid. Courage is being afraid and then taking action anyway. And whether or not they choose to hide it from the other characters in the story, you have to make sure that we, the audience, see their fear. They are willing to risk everything, including their very lives. So let them be afraid. And by the way, whatever they're risking their lives for has to be worth it. Number 14, make them flawed. They can't be perfect. Even Superman had a vulnerability. There needs to be either a fatal flaw in their own character or just a weakness that can be exploited. Perhaps they're wounded and vulnerable, or maybe it's something that they have to overcome like in Lethal Weapon or Back to the Future but you have to give them a weakness or vulnerability for others to exploit, even if it's their affection for somebody else. Which by the way, we see all the time. Why do so many characters end up doing these stupid things? Because one of their loved ones is being held captive. That's a weakness. I think it's an overused one. I wouldn't recommend that one. Nevertheless, they need to have a weakness or a vulnerability that others can exploit. Number 15, make them change. If you haven't seen District 9, I think it's a terrific movie that shows a man who has to change given the situation that he's in. You put them in situations that force them to question their prior assumptions. And that is what the main character in District 9 has to do. He looks down on the aliens. He calls them prawn along with everybody else. But over the course of the telling, he comes to see that they are alive. They are creatures just like him. And he identifies with them more and more to the point that at the end, he's willing to risk his life for them. So they have to change. You have to make them change. They can't stay the same at the end of the day. So those are 15 solid things that you could do for a heroic character. And I have some bonus material. Number 16, give them a sense of humor. Number 17, Make sure they have qualities in contradiction. In other words, they would be at war with themselves. They'd be internally struggling with two clashing ideals. Number 18, make them reluctant. Literally, the reluctant hero. This is the person who wants to stay out of it, but they can't because they care too much. They feel compelled to act. Number 19, make them clever. And how is that different than thinking outside of the box? Well, they're addressing multiple problems at the same time. Like Dumbledore is clever. Tommy in Peaky Blinders is clever. Winston in John Wick is clever. He's the one that pulls all the strings. Nobody would say John Wick is clever. John Wick is a machine, but Winston is clever. 
Number 20, give them a profound sense of responsibility where they feel that they must act. If they don't, who will? Number 21, make them lead. Heroes aren't followers. Harry Potter leads. He commands respect. Other people listen to him. Unforgiven. He's a leader. He can't help it. In Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, one of my favorite introductions of all times for a character, when we meet Butch Cassidy, it says he's a leader among men and he'd be damned if he could tell you why. And there are exceptions to this, like Die Hard. Does anyone listen to him? No. And it's part of his frustration because he is a true leader, but nobody listens, which is why he must do the right thing for the right reasons, which is why he has a profound sense of responsibility and must act because these yahoos out there aren't going to. And yet notice the right people do follow him and respect him. The right people know that he's a threat because he's not a follower and he thinks for himself. He doesn't just take orders blindly. So these are just a few things that you could do to really help your characters become truly heroic. And this list is by no means exhaustive. So I know this was a detour and I know that I blew through these, but I hope that this has been helpful for you anyway, and a fun little side trip to boot, and that you've learned a little bit more about how to create heroic characters in your project. Thank you so much for listening to the Storyteller Solution with Zena Del Love. May you go forth and inspire to change the world for the better through story, 